listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. This week, I want to talk about God working behind the scenes. Why do I feel like this is important? Because I know a lot of you are in a waiting season where you have been pressing and you have been praying and you have been believing and you have been standing on the promise, but you do not see it yet. But I want to talk about God working behind the scenes because just because you can't see it does not mean that he is not working. Now, one, we talked about last week how there's an appointed time for everything. So sometimes it's just the timing that we're waiting on. We see this with Joseph where he gets this huge promise from God, but then his life looks exactly the opposite for 12 years. His life looks totally upside down and the opposite. He ends up in prison. He goes from a well-to-do family to being a slave, to being in prison before his promise is fulfilled. But there was a correct time. You see, God even did a setup ahead of time where Joseph spoke to the cupbearer and interpreted the cupbearer's dream. And Joseph really thought that that was it. That was what was going to get him out of prison. And here's the thing. Ultimately, that was exactly what got him out of prison but there was a specific timing on it. And it had to be that specific time because all the pieces had to line up just right for Joseph to be in the place where he would be able to not only walk into the promise of God for his life, but also so that he would be able to save the lives of many because that big promise from God wasn't just for Joseph. It was for the lives of many people. He essentially saved an entire nation from wisdom from the Lord and the interpretation of that dream. He saved them from a famine that was coming. But had he been freed sooner, he would not have been in position to do that. So part of his promise had a timing on it. Now, we talked about that last week, but what I want to talk about is the things that are going on behind the scenes where God is working. It's not just a timing thing. God is actually working behind the scenes. You just don't see it yet. And actually, we see a bit of that at work with Joseph. He did see the work behind the scenes because God did place the cupbearer in his path. But the cupbearer forgot about Joseph until the time was right. But there are times that God is absolutely working behind the scenes and already planning for the breakthrough. In church this morning, Pastor Ron Evaz, I was watching Harvest Church online out in California, and Pastor Ron Evaz was talking about how when we pray for people's salvation, the Holy Spirit immediately starts drawing them. But sometimes when that starts happening, it can actually look like the opposite is happening because someone who's trying to run from God or not do the right thing in their lives can actually be more rebellious when the Holy Spirit draws them initially. 
you know, maybe they're feeling drawn and that makes them even more frustrated. So they actually rebel even more initially. But God is working. God is drawing them. The Holy Spirit is speaking to them. And there comes a point at which they listen. I'm going to actually use my friend Andrew Duncan as an example. I don't think he will mind because he was on my podcast quite a while ago. His episode was awesome. But he had come out of a goth lifestyle where he basically worshipped Satan. At least he joked about it. He definitely did not believe in God. So he came from that and people started praying for him. Not even his family. These were his neighbors and people he knew from school started praying for him. God was working behind the scenes and he activated a friend of Andrew's in high school to ask him to come to youth group at her church. He didn't want to go, but that, that girl was totally persistent with him and he ended up going just to get her to be quiet. He hated the experience. He told her to never invite him again, but then, then he kind of got a kick out of the fact that he freaked the other kids out by being all gothed out. So he occasionally came to get a kick out of freaking the other kids out. And he said that he just ended up being there a lot. Meanwhile, on the outside, it did not look like his lifestyle was changing at all. But in a moment, one night at that youth group, when he was there just to freak people out, the Lord grabbed a hold of his heart and did a massive transformation. Now, Pastor Ron this morning was talking about the story of Saul of Tarsus coming to Jesus and becoming Paul that happens in Acts 9. And if you don't know the story, Saul of Tarsus was basically killing Christians. He was persecuting Christians, having them arrested. He was there while they were being stoned to death and martyred. And he was all for it because he thought he was being godly. But the Holy Spirit had to have been drawing him. And then one day on the road to Damascus, the Lord had already set up a meeting with him. And Jesus Christ knocked him off his high horse, had a crazy encounter with him, and transformed him in that instant from Saul to Paul. But Pastor Ron this morning was talking about how the Holy Spirit must have already been drawing him. Because it says in the Bible that people only come to the Lord as the Holy Spirit draws them, which means the Holy Spirit was working on Saul and he was running the opposite direction. But Jesus encountered him and changed everything. So those are some stories from, you know, everyday life. But I want to talk about a couple of Bible stories too. I want to talk first about Elijah and the drought. In Israel. Now, this is in 1 Kings, and the part I'm going to focus on is in 1 Kings 18. But Elijah was one of the prophets of God, and he came face to face with King Ahab and his evil queen Jezebel. And Elijah, to prove that God was God, called for a drought upon the land. By the word of God, he did this. He called for a drought upon the land, and a drought came. Now, Elijah ahead of time did not know how he was going to be taken care of, but he knew it was a word from the Lord, so he acted. And then the Lord told him where to go. Now, Elijah didn't know how he would eat or drink. I mean, he called a famine 
and a drought on the same land that he lived in, which meant he had to suffer the same consequences as the rest of the land, but God already had a plan worked out. God knew that he would take care of him. And God had a raven of all the animals, a raven that generally steals food and things, bring Elijah food. And then God used a widow from another place who wasn't even an Israelite and used the widow to feed and care for Elijah. So the Lord had everything set up for Elijah to be taken care of. But then comes the time for Elijah to call for the rain. Some years have passed, the drought has gone on, and the Lord tells Elijah, now it's time. So, Elijah faces Ahab. And this is what it says. This is 1 Kings 18 and 41. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. And in some translations, it says, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Verse 42. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel and bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Then he said to his servant, go and look out toward the sea. The servant went and looked, then returned to Elijah and said, I didn't see anything. Seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Meanwhile, Elijah keeps praying for the rain. Elijah stays on his post on Mount Carmel to pray for the rain, and he sends his servant to go and look. So it says seven times Elijah told him to go and look. Finally, this is verse 44, finally the seventh time his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Hurry to Ahab and tell him, Climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain will stop you. And soon the sky was black with clouds, and a heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. So, he prays. He's on Mount Carmel. He's not by the sea. He prays. He can't see if if the clouds are forming. But he knows that God spoke. He knows that God spoke. So he prays for the rain. And he sends his servant, go look, go look, go look, go see if there's rain. And his servant goes out to look. But Elijah, on his post praying, can't see. It doesn't look like there's anything at first. The Lord's working. The Lord is bringing the molecules of water together. The Lord is causing water to be raised from the sea into the sky. The Lord is bringing the cloud together, but it cannot be seen yet. Seven times, Elijah tells his servant to go look while he continues to pray. He did not see it yet, but God was working. The seventh time, Elijah's servant goes and he does see a cloud. But this cloud doesn't really look like a rain cloud. This cloud is just the size of a man's fist coming out of the sea. Now, if you saw a cloud the size of a man's fist in the sky and there were no other clouds, would you think it was going to rain? But 
Elijah knew what God said. And he knew as soon as he knew that there was a cloud the size of a man's fist, that the rain was coming and it was done. God had been working. God had been causing the water molecules to form a cloud. And now God was continuing to work. Now that cloud might have not been rain yet, but that was God working. Now, if Elijah had not had his servant go run and look, Elijah wouldn't have even known that that cloud was forming. Maybe he would have prayed and prayed and prayed until he felt the raindrops on his back. And he wouldn't have seen that God was forming the rain cloud, but God was doing it. And he still didn't see from his post of prayer on the mountain, but that servant went and kept looking and kept looking and kept looking until there was a cloud. Sometimes God is working behind the scenes in such a way that we cannot see what he's doing right away. Just like Elijah and his servant did not see clouds in the sky when God told him an abundance of rain was coming. Just like Elijah prayed for rain but did not see it right away. God was working on forming that cloud. God was already working on bringing the rain. And when they saw that cloud... It didn't look like the rain cloud yet. There are times when we might see a little thing happen. And, you know, we don't want to jump to conclusions because it's not the thing that God said. But do not despise small beginnings. Sometimes that small change is the exact sign that we need to know that God is moving forward and doing exactly what he said he would do. So they couldn't see the clouds initially, but God was working. Then God brought that cloud together, but it was a tiny one, but God was working. And Elijah stood on the word of the Lord and it brought the rain. So there are times in our lives when we will not see God forming the clouds. We're in prayer and we don't have a servant going out to look seven times. But God's working. God's pulling the molecules together in the sky. God is creating the cloud. God is preparing the atmosphere for the rainstorm. We just haven't seen it yet. But just because you're waiting does not mean that God is not working. Just because you haven't seen the signs yet, Elijah's servant had to go back seven times before he saw the sign of the cloud in the sky. He had to go up and down a mountain and out to the sea seven times to look for a cloud. And six of those seven times, he did not see anything. But Elijah stood, and Elijah prayed, and Elijah waited. God was working. They just couldn't see it yet. And on that seventh time, they saw the beginnings of the work that God was doing. But if it had just stopped at that cloud, that wouldn't have been it. But that was the beginning. They saw the beginning and they still stood in faith and they believed God and they waited on God and they trusted God and they spoke the word of God. Elijah told Ahab that the abundance of rain was coming. And in that moment, he trusted God and he knew that it was and it did. So we talked about last week how while we're waiting on God, we stand on what he said, we worship him, we pray, and we trust him. We trust him in the wait, even when it's hard. But we also have to recognize that God is working even when we can't see it, just as he worked 
on that cloud for Elijah. I'm going to bring up one other Bible story and then I will close us out. But in John 11, that is the story of Lazarus, where Lazarus dies and is raised from the dead. But in the beginning of that chapter, we see that Jesus is told that Lazarus is sick. You see, Lazarus's sisters sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was sick and they called for Jesus to come to Lazarus. They were friends. They called for Jesus to come to Lazarus to heal him. And Jesus gave word to the person who told him that Lazarus's illness would not end in death. So that was the word of the Lord. Now it would have been very easy for everyone to assume that that meant that Lazarus would never die. But Jesus didn't say he would not die. It said that his illness would not end in death. So Lazarus's sisters waited on God. They waited on Jesus. They waited for Jesus to come. They waited for Jesus to heal their brother. They prayed, they prayed, they prayed. But Jesus didn't come. At least they didn't think he did. Lazarus died. And his sisters went into mourning and grieving. And the people of the town that knew Lazarus mourned and grieved his loss. And then Jesus tells the disciples, Our friend Lazarus has gone to sleep, and now I will go and wake him up. They had to walk everywhere they went, you know, unless they had a chariot or something. But Jesus and his disciples walked most everywhere. So they still had to walk to this town that Lazarus was in. We don't even know how long that journey took. But Lazarus had already died in the moment that Jesus said that. Meanwhile, where Lazarus is, his sisters and the town folk and friends are all crying and grieving and mourning the death of Lazarus. They didn't see Jesus coming. They didn't know what Jesus was going to do. In that moment, they actually likely felt very abandoned because they knew if Jesus had come, he could have healed Lazarus and Jesus didn't come. But you see, Jesus was working the whole time. Jesus gave the word of the Lord at the front end that Lazarus's illness would not end in death. And yet it looked like it had. To everyone watching, it looked like it had, but God's plan still stood and God was working the whole time. You see, Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do the entire time. And when Mary and Martha called on Jesus to come and heal their brother, they had been praying. They had been crying out to the Lord. That was the equivalent of that. They called out to Jesus. They sent word to Jesus That's calling upon the Lord. They had prayed, but they did not see what was going on behind the scenes. All they saw was their brother's sickness, and all they saw was their brother die. But Jesus shows up, and it says when he did, Lazarus had been four days dead already. So for four days, they had grieved the loss of their brother, and those town folk and friends had grieved the loss of their friend and neighbor. And none of them knew that God was coming. They felt like God had already abandoned them. They did not see what God was doing behind the scenes. They didn't see Jesus and the disciples walking toward the town where they were to raise Lazarus. But that's how it is so often. It can look one way at what we're looking at, But in the meantime, God is already walking. He's on his way. He's on his way with the disciples and he's in process and the miracle is in progress and he is working. 
Jesus was on his way. They were walking to where Lazarus was. But Jesus and the Lord, Father God, always had this intention that Lazarus would be raised from the dead. Because when he was raised, it wouldn't just save Lazarus and it wouldn't just encourage his sisters, but everyone who watched would have greater faith because they had seen Lazarus dead for four days and grieved and mourned him and they would see him raised again and more people would come to the Lord. So often when we wait, there is actually something bigger to come out of the process that we are walking through. Joseph had to wait a long time, but it was so much bigger than he knew. The Lord had told him that he was going to rule over people and even his family would bow to him, but he had no idea that he would essentially save an entire nation from famine. It was so much bigger than he knew. Mary and Martha knew that Jesus could heal their brother but they didn't know that he could be raised from the dead. And little did they know that Jesus would do that so that more people could be saved. They had to wait. And in that waiting, they didn't see what was happening. They couldn't see the work that the Lord was doing. They didn't see him walking to them, but he was. And it was bigger than they thought. So I just want to encourage you that not only do we wait, But in the wait, God is working. We're not just waiting in vain. When we wait on the Lord, we shall renew our strength as eagles. Our hope is not disappointed when we hope in God. We wait on God, we trust in God, and we hope in God. And our hope is not disappointed when our hope is in God. Because when God says he will do something, he does it. And as we wait on him and we stand and we pray and we worship and we trust him, just as Elijah was up on Mount Carmel, standing on the word of God, trusting what God had said and praying and believing, God is forming the clouds. God is bringing the rain. God is on his way to the thing that looks dead. He is already working. He's already on his way. He's already moving. He's already taking the molecules in the atmosphere and forming the cloud, even if you can't see it yet. So know that your prayers work. And as things unravel and you see the truth poured out, as the promise is fulfilled, you will get to look back and see each piece of what God has done along the way. You will get to find out the way God worked in the process. I have actually heard of people who prayed for prodigals and every day the Lord gave them something to pray and they journaled about it. And when their prodigal came home, the prodigal shared some of their stories about experiences that they had or things that they felt or experienced. And sometimes they said they knew that that person was praying for them. They could feel their prayers. So in the midst of them running away, they could feel their prayers. Other times I've heard of the very things that had been journaled about by the person praying, that person actually, the prodigal, had journaled while they were going through this. And on those days, they experienced the very things that the person praying for them had prayed. But the person praying didn't get to see that or know that. They didn't even have contact with them part of the time. But God was working the whole time. So whatever your situation is, God is working. 
You just need to stand in faith on the promise of God without wavering. Stand on what God said. Stand on the word of God. Stand in trust in God. God is working behind the scenes. I hope that encourages you. I will talk to you next week. Have a blessed week.